The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business. Good morning, everyone. My name is Steve Eschbach. I'm an owner of Transworld Business Advisors here in the greater Chicagoland area. It's in Naperville. And I'm delighted to have a business colleague and good friend, uh, Jessica Starks, with me. She's also a Transworld Business uh, Advisors owner in Michigan. I'll let her talk a little bit more about her background in a minute. But we've been working together for about three, four years, maybe longer. And as part of the Upper Midwest Regional Team, we do get together on a frequent basis, at least once or twice a year. But obviously, we don't hesitate to pick up the phone and give each other a call when we think we can help each other out. So first of all, Jessica, thank you so much for being here. I'm delighted to have the opportunity to chat with you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Steve. I really appreciate it. Okay, that's great. So I'm going to go have you uh, rewind the videotape in a moment. But, you know, tell us about who it is you are today, what your background is education-wise. I think we chatted that you own a couple of businesses. I think you had a professional career in corporate Mm -hmm. America prior to that. So if you can just summarize that for me, that would be great. So I own the, uh, a Transworld uh, territory here in Michigan. I help people buy and sell businesses. Um, Main Street businesses is my focus. You know, professionally, I got a degree in accounting and finance, went through accounting firms. So I got background regarding financial statements, tax returns, went into sales and helped people with payroll processing. From there, I went into banking. So my latest career before joining Transworld was over 10 years in commercial banking. And what I found from commercial banking is there's a lot of business transactions that were happening. We were helping finance those deals. So knowing the structure of a sale and how you can finance it, knowing financial statements just helps in the sale process for business owners. Um, So that got me into this today. Good for you, good for you. So let's rewind the videotape way back. Okay. Tell me about your childhood. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Lansing, Michigan, and in sixth grade, I headed over to Ionia, Michigan, so it's a really small town. Of course, in Michigan, we use our hand, and this is Detroit. This is the west side of the state, and so I'm kind of over here. Um, Lansing's in the middle, and I'm living in Ionia, and so I went to Grand Valley um, after high school, and the rest is history. You know, you're not the first person to share a hand with me about your state. They do that in Wisconsin, <laughs> too. So I'm glad What's you told What's Wisconsin's look like? I haven't seen that one. But. Well, this is Sturgeon Bay, and then this is the rest of the state. Oh, so it's, it's the same thing. Just of... It's just flip-flopped. <laughs> but you know what? You, you never stop learning, so that was good. Right. So you weren't, like, pedaling your tricycle on the street saying, I want to be a business broker someday, did you? No, I never thought I would be where I'm at today. Um I feel that everything that I've done in the past has gotten me to where I am today. I think you always evolve through your experiences and I'm so happy with where we are. Um, You know, through commercial banking, the last recession, my husband and I started investing in real estate. So again, we were in banking, I was helping with those transactions, but then we started doing our own transactions. So 
now I'm helping other people with their business transactions. And actually, my husband bought a business in the fall and he, you know, I helped him through that process as well. So now we're multiple business owners. So what never- type of business does he own, Jessica? He owns a property management and maintenance company. So it kind of correlates with our rental properties as well. Yeah, that's exciting. And you said you own one other one too. Is that right? Well, the Trans World uh, franchise, but also our real estate business. Okay, that's good to know. And um, so how did you go from banking to business brokering? I mean, it seems to make logical sense. And I get that because of what I do as well. I went from investor relations to business brokering. Same type of thing. You're telling the story about a company and trying to present it in its best light. So how did you go from banking to business brokerage? For me, I was a little too senior for the next opportunity. So it just made logical sense that Transworld, I could help business owners confidentially sell and match it with qualified buyers. How did you go from banking? Were you looking for something else in banking and didn't happen? Or how did you get introduced to Transworld? Yeah, I mean, it was always a dream of mine to continue to go up the ranks in commercial banking. Um, I was at Huntington Bank and we had a merger and which is great. And so we had more people to bring to the puzzle and I was helping my customers. I mean, the real reason would be, I kind of saw that as a crossroad or an opportunity to either continue doing what I was doing, which was great. I mean, helping my customers is wonderful. Huntington is a fabulous bank, but I saw it as an opportunity to then maybe look beyond, you know, what I was currently doing. And when we had the rental business, it allowed me to financially be able to make a jump from corporate to what we do today. Um, and again, I'm still helping customers from the bank. I, I mean, my first few sales were my actually my bank customers who sold, which is fabulous. Um, so at the heart of all this is helping my, my customers. So I hear helping customers. So the next question I had is, what do you like best about what you do? And it sounds like just helping people out. It is. It's helping people out. And the more people I can help out, the better. I mean, whether I sell a you know, $50,000 business or a million dollar business, I still love helping through that process. And selling a business brings so much emotion. People are happy. People are sad. They get mad. I, it's just, I feel like I should be a psychologist sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I do have a lot of psychologists in my uh, professional network. And kiddingly, I said, I always need you by my side mm-hmm. when I meet with a prospective seller or prospective buyer, because you're right, there is an emotional part to that. Absolutely. So, so today, now, what would you say is your highest professional moment? What is like the big wow for Jessica up until this point? Yeah, I would say, you know, with Transworld, I actually was awarded Rookie of the Year, President's Club. I mean, those are my most recent awards. And when you're a small business owner, there's not many times that you get awards. I don't know. Um, yeah. So that is really great to have support and, and recognition, I think, is is nice, you know, whether it's being a mom and you're doing a good job right now in the times that we're in with, you know, trying to manage everything or again, being recognized. You just, I think a good thing to hear are seeing the good that you do. So what advice would you give yourself when you started your business brokerage? Now you've been doing it for how long now? Three, four years? Yes. My fourth year. Fourth year. So what advice would you have given yourself four years ago that would get you to where you are today? Do you think? Yeah, I would say uh, deals take patience and um, learning more about the psychology of people is probably helpful, you know, so you know where people are coming from or going to and maybe the roadblocks that you can encounter. But 
What I love about this profession is it's always changing. There's always a new industry I'm working with, always a new business owner who had a great idea. That's what I love about being a business broker is they actually came up with the great idea and I'm helping them transition their baby for them. It's great to see. Good, good to know. So now you've probably dealt with, uh, I would guess, hundreds of uh, prospective sellers, hundreds of prospective buyers. What would you say is the best time for anyone to A, start selling their business or B, start getting ready to buy a business? What advice would you have on those two sides of the fence, if you will? So to start buying a business, I'll start there. I'm just making some notes so I don't forget my thoughts. It's kind of like looking at a house. Are you going to buy the first house that you see? Maybe not. So I think that, or probably not. (laughs) I think you need to learn about industries and really what they entail. For example, if you want to buy a restaurant, well, that entails, you know, depends on the hour, but it would be different than a bar. A bar would probably be open until two o'clock in the morning. You know, so what kind of restaurant do you really want to buy? So really determining what your lifestyle is. So to buy, I think, you know, people buy businesses within a few months, but to really dig a little bit deeper into a few different options, I think is a great idea. To start selling, I think people who prepare three to five years out have the golden ticket. However, this is February or it's it's May 15th of 2020. And, you know, they prepared for a few years and look what happened. So I would say, A lot of sellers recently were holding on tight to awesome times that were going on in the economy and it kind of came to a halt. I would say that sell when when you're high, sell when you're doing good, sell when the going is going well, you know, because I know there's a lot of sellers out there wishing that they would have. Yeah, I have often found that many of the business owners that I come into contact with, they, uh, some of them, I say, call me three years too late. So in other words, you know, they go 10 to 12 years and they really are getting their most out of the business and then they kind of get a little tired. Then they call me in year 15 and then they think they can get valuations based on three years ago and that's not the case. Right, right. So I find that so- many prospective buyers in those situations, they don't say, yeah, I understand you got tired. Mm-hmm. They want to know what the closets are on the highway. And the- yeah. There, so uh, the skeletons of the closet, I mean. So now that you've gone three, four years, what advice would you give yourself today? Now you've learned things over the course of four years. Now what's the advice you're giving yourself as you go out and meet with prospective sellers and meet with prospective buyers? You know, today is different than what would be in a normal non-pandemic time. So it's, you know, I feel like I'm kind of going back and forth. Like right now, it's just being face to your clients, to the community, to help, you know, them process all this. So it's being a sounding board, you know, but before I would say just network, connect, and we can still be doing that right now. Just connect and try to be there for people who um, need you when the time is right. There is, you know, I've learned quickly that I'm not a hard salesperson because I can't make a seller want to sell. I can't make a seller sell. They have to have a need and a motivation to transfer their baby, their business. And so I think realizing that and just being there when the time is right is the most important thing. Absolutely. So what's your biggest challenge then today? I know we've got this pandemic thing that is kind of (laughs) affecting any and everyone, but any other challenges outside of the pandemic here? I mean, like I said, you've been doing this for three or four years and there must be some commonalities where you see that there are certain 
challenges and uh, whatever that you need to overcome? Anything you can summarize there for the, for the audience? I think challenges is being upfront to your clients with how structures could go. I, I actually don't like asking sellers to put, you know, a hard, like, this is my answer. This is how it's going to go because we don't know who our buyer is. So one thing that came to mind was like seller financing. A lot of sellers don't want the risk of seller financing. However, that is a reality. And even banks want some skin in the game from the seller just to make sure that their customers are going to transition. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So do you have any ideal industries, ideal client that is among your favorites of all that you've dealt with or that you want to deal with? Like for example, the one thing I found in this pandemic, and I'll just give you an example, two things that seem to be popular. One is liquor stores. (laughs) (laughs) And the other, believe it or not, is healthcare. I've got a couple of healthcare businesses that still have continued to get some interest here as we're in this time. Because those things I think are always going to be somewhat needed. They might take different shapes and forms, but they're still kind of going to be needed. Restaurants might take different shapes. Hair salons might take different shapes. So what do you think is your ideal client or is that still evolving for you? I would say it's still evolving. I mean, I've sold anything from, I'm just looking at my fold, my file folders. Um, I've sold manufacturing, distribution, trucking companies. I've sold a couple non-medical home care businesses, restaurants, racetracks, dog boarding. Again, I'm just around. So I, I don't have a specialty. I would say I really like service industries. Again, it kind of goes back to that non-medical home care or janitorial or property management. I think that's truly where my heart lies is to help with the service industry. And to buyers, it might be a little bit more difficult to buy because it's mostly going to be goodwill in selling a service industry versus the hard assets, the hard collateral. So now that you are, your husband owns property management, you're working with him on that and you got Transworld, which is, you know, business brokerage. Are there parallels that you're seeing? Do they intertwine a little bit? Are they totally distinct? Cause you might be residential property. I don't know if it's residential commercial properties, any tie-ins among the two businesses that you're doing? I would say I'm learning a lot from an employee aspect. You know, I obviously my customers do have employees and, but there's just a whole nother animal when we're actually in it trying to navigate, you know, workman's comp or scheduling or payroll, you know, raises and different things like that. So similarities though, no, he's on the residential side. I would say it has more similarities to our real estate because we own residential real estate. So there's good parallels there. Yeah. So I think I've covered the questions that I wanted to to do with you today. Is there anything else that uh, we didn't cover that you want uh, our audience to know about? Yeah, I would say as a seller to start talking to a business broker as soon as possible. I mean, even, you know, I have great relationships from the buyers that I've helped to buy the businesses. Like, let's talk. Like, what does this look like going forward? You can never be prepared. You never know what could happen, you know, health, divorce, death, unfortunately, you know, like so many things can happen. It just always to be prepared and run your business like you're selling it, I think is really key. You know, you could get burnout, you could want to, you know, go to another down another road. I just think being prepared and having conversations, having these relationships with advisors, whether it's us as brokers, and your accountant, your attorney, your banker, you know, I'm good at what I do, but I'm not good at vice versa. So we can all 
grow together as long as we have the right advisors around us. So if it, it, I think I could summarize what you're saying is not what you know, but who you know. And Absolutely. Surround yourself with subject matter experts that can take you to the next level. So yep. that's kind of what you're looking for. So now we're ready to close up shop here for this interview, but I want you to tell me how people can get in touch with you. So uh, phone number, your website, your email, I wanted to let the world know who, uh, who it is you are, how they can get in touch with you. Well, yeah, so, yeah, thank you. Again, I'm Jessica Starks with Transworld Business Advisors of Lansing, which is in Michigan. So my website's www.tworld.com slash Lansing. And then um, my email is, or my phone number is 517-492-0039. And then my email is jstarks, S-T-A-R-K-S, at tworld.com. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for sharing your insights. I certainly appreciate that. And thanks again. And uh, we'll be talking to you again soon. Take care. Thank you so much, Steve. Bye-bye. The Building Better Business Podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business.